Okay, so something that's been on my heart lately. I don't really know like what the difference was last year or why they felt like, you know, they could start being bold and kind of saying their plans and what well, all they were doing last year and what all they were up to last year. But now all of a sudden it's different. I don't know why. What's the difference? I don't know what that has to do with, but I do know I can kind of sense it now. I sort of kind of can sense it when they're up to something because they start acting different. Excuse me, they start acting weird. Like, if I could explain it the best way possible, the way that they start acting is they just, you know, it's it's this feeling like, you know, usually they are wanting to just antagonize me and just say whatever, do whatever. But then when they when they're up to something, it's like they're not trying to make it. It's like when you know somebody's up to something, like they're not trying to make it obvious what they're doing. But they're doing something. Any of the time, they're just obvious. Just obvious, I guess. So, all I know is, you know, with everything that's going on, I realize, like, it's, it's they're going to the greatest extent. They're going to really great extents. Like, really, they're going really far with a lot of stuff that they're doing. And I just don't understand what in the world could be so important that they would have to go to these extents like what is that important like what is going on i'm really trying to understand what is really going on and what i have to do with it you know because i just i think about any reason that would make me act like this what is a reason that would make me you know go this far and do these kind of things and stalk somebody all day like it's my job and even if you had a job or a hobby there's no way, you know, you put this much into it. So it's so far past that. You know, whatever it is, it's more like an an obsession. But, you know, far past obsession. It's like obsession is, you know, light. Obsession is, you know, it's a disorder. It's a disorder. It's an illness. If anything, it's a mental disorder. It really is like it's a chemical imbalance and I don't even believe in that but that's what it is because you know what else what what possibly else could it be I couldn't you know even the things I love the most you know in the whole world I can't see myself going that far for you know if God told me to sneak around somebody right now stand outside their window all day stalk them look stupid go to great extents you know give up my whole life and everything that you know i'm i ever you know just this is my like this is this is my life now my life is stalking a life like i don't know i don't like i, I can never say i would ever deny anything god told me to do but at that point i probably would be like no i don't think so because it's too far you know it's too like that's the extent they're going to like I, there's nothing i will ever deny god not even my life but 
to that at that point I would be questioning, you know, certain things. And this is not, you know, just something I'm saying because there's been different times where they've tried to pretend like it's God requesting things from me. And I'm like, yeah, no. No. Because if it's God at this point, I'm just, you know, he's just going to have to show up in the way that he shows up. He's just going to have to, you know, something's going to have to shake because I'm not doing that. No. And that was usually like... To the extent of like, it was a few things they asked me. I think one of it was one of them was like, what was it? At twist at a certain extent, at one point, like I was being told like I was in a relationship with God and I was having sex with him or something, and I'm like, no, that's sexual immorality. I know this is of Satan, so I was like, nah, and I, I like I wouldn't go. To that extent. And then I remember one day, like, I don't know, it was two people somewhere. I don't know who it was, but two demons, two witches and warlocks, wizards, whatever, who were like elite. The only thing they had in common was, I guess, you know, stalking me and, and trying to take me down. And what happened was, you know, all I know is, you know, they tried to make it seem like it was me. In a sexual encounter. And all I did was like. I was just like trying to listen to see what was going on. At this time I was trying to figure out. About my walk with God. And. Next thing I know they just. They start having a sexual encounter. Whoever the two people was. They just start having a sexual encounter. Then they were telling all these lies. Like no it's this is that. And I'm just like okay I'm always lying. I don't care. Like the only, the only thing I know for a fact right now is that. I must be who God says I am because of these, you know, spiritual attacks. That's the only thing I know for a fact, and that God is real. And um, all I know is, like, they just ran off. They just got so distracted with each other. Like, it was weird, but it was so funny because it was so revealing. They got so distracted with each other. It's like they belong together. They're perfect. They're made for each other. And they end up dancing off together and having, you know, spiritual sex. In the spiritual realm, trying to convince me and lie to me and pretend like I was the one doing it. They ended up dancing off doing that together. And in that time, they were so distracted. I got at least like five minutes of peace. Just like five minutes. It wasn't the peace that God gives, but it was five minutes of peace away from them because they were too distracted with each other having sex in the spiritual realm. And it was kind of funny I thought it was kind of hilarious because I didn't know who it was because they were too busy trying to pretend like they were two different people in this world. And what happened was, you know, I'm like, you know, let me let me just try and like get as much information out of it that I can. Let me try and I'm trying my best to try, you know, to focus and pay attention to what's going on, and observe. But at the same time, like. You know, I'm just trying to survive, really. Like, you don't know what it's like when you have different wizards, warlocks, demons, whatever, sent at you. And they're stalking you and attacking you all day. And they're doing everything in their power. Like I said, so much far more than God would even require you to do. Which makes you know that it's of Satan. And they're doing all of that. And you like, okay, I just got to survive at this point. You know, I just got to make sure I don't give up my faith in God because that's their whole goal. Their whole goal at the end of the day is to help is to have you give up your faith in God. Like 
eventually they'll die out eventually they'll die off they're not going to last forever whatever they got going on that's not going to last forever that's not a ever that's not a forever thing anything with satan is not a forever thing besides hell so you know that's going to die off so i just got to be patient really but you know they're just trying their best to outlive me so you really just gotta like outlive them that's really what it is about but you will anyways but you just gotta be patient so it gets to the point of survival because you don't you know like when it's you know something or someone who's out to get you and every single day they're up to something and you could fight them every day but it's like why would you do that that's destroying your peace so you have to get to the point where you're like letting them feel like they win or letting them, you know, just you just have to get to the point of like, OK, whatever, like do whatever you're going to do. And I'll just maintain this, whatever it is, stealth, you know, stealth response or just nonchalant or just not participating type thing and see how far you get. That's that's my survival right now, because like, I don't know, because they go so far and I'm sure that they would love to feel like they doing something. But that's the point. You got to let them feel like they doing something. Otherwise, they won't leave you alone. And that the anger, the hatred, and the malice, they have too much they have too much of that, you know? And it's like to a certain extent, you could fight them with peace, you could fight them with love, but their ultimate goal is to get you to either exert way more energy than you have to, or, you know, start becoming hateful and evil and stuff like them. Because that's either way it's ultimate it's ultimately one of those goals. So, you know, you have to somehow, like, you get to the point where you're like, okay, whatever, you feel like, just, you know, whatever, let your, because they're prideful, they're arrogant, and they're vain, and they'll end up falling into the same trap they set for you. So you have to maintain a certain level of, like, you know, whatever, I'm just like, then you do you and get through this. At this point, I was, like, maintaining a level of, you know, let me get through this, let me try my best to, you know, figure out what's going on. But also, you know, focus and maintain my relationship with God. That's really all that really matters to me. And so that's when they just start having sexual encounters with each other. Like, I knew it wasn't me. I knew it wasn't me. I kept saying, like, you know, it's not me. That's not me. I know it's not me. But they're so, you know, adamant about making me feel like it is that you know i I just let them win okay if you feel like i believe that then you feel like i believe that cool fine and then it got to the point where i was just like god is just i feel like god was helping me but i don't know and you know because at this point it's like i don't want to say god is helping me with something that doesn't bother him like it's not serious to him it's not even a factor to him so he it's a factor because it bothers me but it's not he's not allowing it to bother him that's what i'm supposed to be at and maybe i wasn't but I don't know. So I can't say God was bothered by it. So I don't know if that was God. But all I know is I just maintained this this thing, this feeling. I don't know how to explain it, but it was more like, I'm going to just not say much. Not say much. I'm just not going to say anything. I'm just not going to feed into it. I'm just going to try my best to play the background. And main, mostly, even if you feel like I believe something, like, what I really believe, I'm just going to have to let that be in the play the background role because it's about you not a, you don't care about actually convincing me of something. You just care about arguing with me about it. You just care about trying to tear me down. You just care about what it looked like. You don't care about what it is. 
So I'll let you make it. I have to at this point, I have decided I have to let them, you know, feel I have to let them control what it looks like. I have to let them control what it looks like because that's all they care about. They don't care about what it actually is. And what do I care about? I care about what it actually is. So, you know, if it come down to it, you 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 can have what it look like and I'll have what it actually is. And that's what it's been like for like two years now. And when it came when it comes down to it, you know, what wins every single time? What it look like or what it is? What it is. The only time what it look like wins is the people who only care about what it look like. And that's that's just temporary. It's temporary and it's not you're not doing anything. And if it's about, you know, that real goal, that real ultimate win and that real success, if I'm focused on what it looked like, I will never be successful. And who can't do that? I could go and, you know, I could put on a show and make it look like something right now. But later on, I'll be looking back and saying the whole time I was so focused on what it looked like. I never actually cared on what cared about what it is. And now I don't have nothing. All I have is the memories of what it looked like. And that don't mean nothing to me now because now I realize that whole time I was wasting time. And, you know, that's that's what they want. They want you to look back 10 years later and have wasted so much time caring about what it looked like. Miserable, bitter, regretful. And I realized that I'm like, I'm like, no, you're crazy because, you know, I'd rather look back and think about if I'm even thinking about what it looked like. Because just like that post, you know, in 30 years, what's going to matter more? What you wore to school and how you were looking or what you learned in school. And 30 years from now, when you was looking good and you had all the nice shoes, all the hottest clothes that's, you know, in 30 years, corny, played out, and not even in season no more. What's going to matter? The math you learn. Or the shoes you wore. That's what I'm saying. That's what this whole situation is. And I realized. I learned. I had to learn what was more more important at a young age. I had to start caring what was more important at a young age. Because otherwise I wouldn't be like this. Well I probably still could. But still. All I know is like that's what it is right now. What's going on right now. It's like in 30 years what's going to matter. You know. What they was making it look like in the show that they was putting on and who they was like looking like they was somebody too. Or the work you was putting in to be a better person. What's going to matter? Because in 30 years I could be like, yeah, I remember I was, you know, I was popping and I had everybody feeling like I was the one. And it was this one girl. Man, she had nothing on me. You know, every single day I had everything to say about her. I was, you know, I was doing this. I was doing that. I was making her life a living hell, all this other stuff. You could brag about that and everything. But, you know, what about, you know, that time wasted? What about what you didn't learn? What about where where you did not grow? And what is that helping? Do it really matter? Is that going to matter? Depending on how old you are, what did you, you know, 20? You're going to be 50 talking about that? And that's, that's good enough for you? Like, you proud of that? I would, I don't know about you, but I would want my grandma talking like that. You know, because you're going to be a grandma probably. And that's cute. And now look on the other foot. 30 years later, you know, are you going to be still so upset? Like, oh my gosh, I remember they was outside my window every day. 
you know, doing all this, you know, talking, you know, feeling like they was all that, feeling like they was winning because of what it looked like. But that whole time I was putting in work. I was growing in my relationship with God. I was becoming a better person. It made me who I am today. Which one? Which one are you going to be? Now, say you split it up. You still wasted 15 years. That's too much time to be wasting. Time is the only thing you don't get back, which means it's the most priceless thing here on this planet, on this earth, besides God himself. And you wasting that much time? Baby. It No. No. And... When I look back, I don't regret it because the Lord has blessed me enough to not regret nothing. But I look back at all the time I wasted in high school and the time I spent on all this stuff. And I'm just thinking how much, how valuable that would be right now. I'm just thinking about like, dang, you know, if I was doing this and that in that time, ain't no telling where I'd be right now. Because look, look how much is happening in this time that I'm spending on the right things. Look how much is happening in this time that I'm spending to grow. You know, and this is all this is happening. God is restoring those years for me. So imagine if he didn't have to. I'll be ahead. I would be ahead. And I'm telling you, that's like when you realize that, like, it's it's sad. It's sad. It gets sad when you see people thinking that stuff matter. But I get it. You got to have that time, I guess, too, to realize, you know, what that's like to understand what's the better deal, what's the better end of the deal. But at the same time. God told me at a young age when I said, but God, don't I got to learn the hard way? Don't I got to go see to find out what's better? God said, no, you really don't. Do you really? Because God has shown me so many different times things that I could prevent. And so many different times I just prevented them by listening to him. And looking back, all the different times that I didn't prevent it by listening to him, it wasn't because I needed to see that. It wasn't because I had to learn a hard way. It wasn't because I felt like, you know, there's no way I'll truly understand unless I go and do it. No, that was just because I felt like being hard-headed. Straight like that. That's what it is. Nothing else to it. The only people who's denying that is the people who are trying to justify something that they can't admit or grow from. Period. And that's what it is. That's simply what it is. But I'm grateful like back then, I used to say I had to learn the hard way. I had to. I, I wouldn't even say that back then. I'm not even gonna lie, cause even at the time I was like, I know better. Now I know. What about all them different times where God was just like, Nah, don't do that. Don't go that way. And I just knew better. I could do that every time, and I won't be missing out on nothing. I won't have to learn nothing the hard way. That's never been a way I had to learn. Was the hard way. Nobody ever has to learn the hard way. That's an excuse people make. Well, I guess I had to learn the hard way. And it's like, yeah, of course it probably made you a better person. And yeah, you may have learned from your mistakes. But that don't mean you had to go through that. That didn't have to happen. And that mindset is hindering. So, you know, I don't know. I just feel, I, I just, I always wanted to be better. I always wanted to be somebody. I always wanted to be successful one day. And I always wanted to provide that for my descendants. And I always wanted them to be able to provide that for their, their descendants. I want to break that generational curse. I don't, you know, I don't, and you know what's so sad? Like, if you really don't focus and do what you really need to do, you can break it for you, but you may not be able to break it for them. Meaning, I did enough for me, but when it comes down to them, they're repeating the same mistakes. Like, it skipped a, like it skipped a, a generation or something. 
No, I don't want it to skip a generation. I want it to be gone. I'm trying to break generational curses forever. I want to be so blessed. I want to be so blessed. Like, see, David, he was given a promise by God. King David was given a promise by God. All his descendants after him would be blessed. And he would keep that promise. God would keep that promise to him. But every single last descendant of David was not good. Was not a good person. I mean... I'm trying to think of his name, but I can't I can't really remember his name right now. But the king who was married to Jezebel, he was a descendant of David. And he was just, he wasn't all the way bad, but he was not right. So, it's going to be a few like that. And I just don't want that. Like, I, I pray to the Lord I do enough for him. Or that he is, you know, just love me enough and is merciful enough and grace, gracious enough. To bless my descendants so that they don't make none of the mistakes they don't have to make. So that they can just take heed and listen. But they gonna make mistakes, but that everything just be okay. Because looking back, I realized it was times that I completely avoided bad situations just by taking heed. And then other times, I'm like, oh, no, let me just be hard-headed and go see anyways, even though I know how this will end. God will specifically just give me a whole play-by-play -play how this going to go. You do this, it's going to end up like that. And I knew better. I'm like, I know this for a fact. But, you know, maybe I could get lucky. Or there's no such thing as luck, by the way. But, like, I'm just thinking to myself, I never, I ain't going to lie, I never thought to myself, it could be it could be different because I, I do, but at the same time, that's also me lying to myself. The reality of it is just listen. Just listen. Straight like that. And, yeah, we still make mistakes. I still make, like I said, I made the mistakes. But, like I'm saying, what I'm saying is what I learned is that him giving me the play-by-play -play before, I didn't have to go and see and make sure. I did not have to go make sure. No, I didn't. I know that now. For sure. For good. And I'm not making excuses for that anymore. And if I can give anybody any advice. Any advice. If they ever care. Don't make excuses. If he give you a play by play. And tell you what's going to happen. Just believe him. He always right. Always. Never wrong. And anytime you feel like you got to go see. That's just you being hard headed. And you. You know. You get what you get. Sometimes he merciful and gracious. And you, you know. You, you, escape, you escape by with a slap on the wrist. Other times you learn that the ver the hardest way possible, or a very hard way, and you can't take that back. But with God, you can't have no regrets, so you just gonna have to accept it. So I don't know. I just realized like that's that's something I'm realizing lately. Like, yeah, I still make mistakes. Yeah, I'm not perfect, but when God give me a play by play, I don't need that. I don't need confirmation. I really don't. And anytime I tell myself I need confirmation, you know, that's me just being hard-headed, you know? I know better. I know better. So, I don't know. But I just do know that, you know, I know that this, all of this, I feel it every day in my soul. Deep down, like, it just all over me. Just everywhere from head to toe. I feel it every day. That guess what? I'm going to be okay.
I'm going to be great. I'm going to be amazing. And all of this work I'm putting in is going to count for something. All of this stuff I'm going through, yes, I know, I understand. It's frustrating. It's hurtful. A lot of times it feels like it's the end of the world. But it's really not. And deep down in my soul, I just realized, like, you know, which one do I want to be? Because it's a choice. It's a daily choice every day. And they're going to try to make it hard for you. Satan going to try to make it hard for you to make the right choice. Only because if the right choice was so easy to be made, you know, I don't even want to make that excuse. Everybody will be making it. That's not even true. The fact of the matter is, you know, that's going to happen. You know, that's going to happen. Matter of fact, I don't even want to make that excuse. You don't know. It's always, every situation is different. Every situation is different. It's not always going to be hard for everybody to make the right decision. It's not always going to be an obstacle. God works in mysterious ways. But at the same time, I do realize every single day in my specific situation, let me just speak for me. Every single day I realize, like, what I'm doing right now is going to count for so much later. It's going to count for so much later. I'm finally making the right decision, and it's clear. Because when I was making the wrong decision, nobody was getting my way. Nobody was stopping me from making the wrong decision besides God himself. So now that I got all these obstacles and all these extra enemies for no reason, for what? I realize that's because I'm on the right. I'm on the right. I'm right. I'm on the right path. I'm doing the right thing. I never in my life seen nothing like this. Never in my life seen people act this way. Didn't even think this stuff really happened in real life. Really, I I knew it did, but at the same time, like, do it really? Cause I never seen it. And now this happening to my life. That means something. That means so much. And it's not even about that. Because if it were about validation and seeking it from people confirming that and the confirmation of all these people acting out and doing all these crazy things that I only really seen on TV. None of that really matters. It's about the fact that it came when I least expected it. And that's what God said was going to happen. And everything God said was going to happen is happening. So not only is that a confirmation... That whatever else he says is going to happen, it's going to happen too. And that's great things. Also, you know, he always been right here and never wrong. And that just, it's a confirmation of his character. I want to say it's a confirmation that he's real, but that would mean that I doubted it. And the fact of the matter is, you know, maybe I did really because I didn't realize what it really consists of and how it really mean, what it really means to truly believe that he's real. You move different. You act different. You live different. If you really truly believe God is real, heaven is real, and hell is real, you you move different. You just do. So I can understand that. Still, to a certain extent, I probably still have doubts, but that's okay because Jesus already said, faith the size of a mustard seed can move mountains. A mustard seed, that's the smallest seed that ever grows. It becomes the biggest tree when it's planted so fifth the size of a mustard seed can move mountains period and that's just what it is and hope this message not all over the place but like i said the lord got a way of tying it all together and then making it fall on the right ears who need to hear it so overall when it come down to it like i said 
you know, it, a lot of times it's so, like, they say it wants you to, you know, question whether you're on the right path, whether you're doing the right thing, and whether it's all worth it. But, you know, God gonna, God gives you, you know, signs. He shows you. He definitely makes it clear that you are. And with everything that's going on, like, ain't no way. You know, satanic force, a satanic force of this magnitude would be attacking my life in this manner daily. If it wasn't something big God is trying to do in my life. It's deeper than me. It's bigger than me. And it's greater. He's greater. He got a plan. And I, I won't fool that. I, won't, I, don't, I don't want to foil that being selfish or emotional. I really don't. And up until now, you know, by his grace, I've managed not to. By his grace, I've managed not to. Despite what other people say. Because the funny thing about it is this whole time, everybody has something to say about everything. And it don't matter if you perfect, they're going to have something to say about you. You know what they said about Jesus? He ain't perfect. What? Like, you just got something to say about everything and everybody. You just going to always have something to say. And that's just an indication I can't care about nothing you're talking about. Nothing. I just got to do what I know is right in God. Because you can always have something to say about everything. I come and do everything perfectly. You still have something to say about that. You know? And all I kept hearing in the background is, you ain't perfect. You ain't perfect. You ain't perfect. And I kept wondering, like, is they talking to me? Because I know I'm not perfect. I make so many mistakes. It's impossible to be perfect. And... Now I realize, looking back, I just realized this a couple of days ago. I think they talking to Jesus. I think they talking to Jesus. Because not, I not only heard them say, you ain't perfect. I also heard somebody say, wow, you're really perfect. You're really perfect. Now, granted, I also heard somebody say, she ain't perfect. But I was, I was blocking that out because I'm like, of course I'm not perfect. That's too obvious I'm not perfect. That's way too obvious. So, maybe they just doing that to try to play jokes on me and play, and play tricks on my head. Tri play tricks on my mind. Kept telling myself that. But, I don't know. Maybe they was talking about Jesus. Because I was thinking to myself, okay, here's a theory. Jesus, they, they didn't think Jesus was really real or perfect. Satan been lying to them and making them believe that Jesus is a sham. He's not really perfect. He never really was the son of God. I mean, this is one of Satan's, you know, oldest tricks, but... I guess he's still using it. He's still using all his old tricks. He did the same thing. He ain't never. He ain't really changed nothing. He don't have to. Especially when it's working, bringing hundreds of souls to hell daily. Like, it's working for him. So, with that being said, like, you know, the fact that you know they he says Jesus is not perfect. Jesus wasn't perfect. That's a lie. Jesus, Jesus have sinned before. Who you know have never sinned. Who you know ever existed, never sinned. Of course, Jesus sinned. That's just the story God tells because God want to favor Jesus and such and such and such. And I could just imagine, you know, I could really just imagine. But the fact of the matter is, you know, Jesus is perfect. So maybe they didn't, that's what was keeping them away from Jesus. Because I also remember them saying, like, around the time where I was like, you know, finding my purpose and my destiny and this breakthrough of God. I think I remember them saying something like, you know, 
the slaves helping you. And now, later on, they, every single time, some certain days when I worship God, they, they make me feel like I'm a slave for worshiping God, right? I found online, you know, it was a slave Bible that was distributed into the Caribbean to the slaves. They took out certain passages in the Bible because, you know, they wanted to only encourage them to be good slaves and never to be, you know, overcomers. Ultimately, it never worked. And it was just a small, you know, a small exert, cert, whatever you call it, in history. And I'm not justifying nothing that they did. That's completely wrong. The Bible says at the end of a bunch of different chapters, and definitely at the end of Revelation, I think believe I believe at the end of Corinthians, Anyone who adds or take away from anything in this Bible is subject to the plagues in it. And if you know about the plagues in the Bible, that's a lot of different things that can happen to you. So, that being said, that's handled. If they really touch that Bible, that's handled. You should know that. And a lot of times, we like to make excuses. A lot of times, Satan is encouraging these excuses. Like, he wants you to believe. Like, you know, they made, they made a slave Bible. Why would you ever believe that Bible? And he keeping you away from your Bible with just that little thing. But to a certain extent, when you know something that right, it you know, he could say that a hundred different times. Finally, you're going to be like, I'm tired of that excuse. Now I need something different. And when you really start needing something different, you're going to come up with something different. As long as you accepting them excuses, you got to keep fighting through. You got to fight past it. These are the excuses to keep you away from your destiny. And imagine... Imagine right now, like, what's the most looked down upon thing, you know, in America right now? Uh, a lot of different things, but I don't know. I guess slavery. Now, if I wanted to, you know, to keep slavery going, wouldn't I keep making excuses for why it's right? Wouldn't I keep making excuses for why it makes sense? Wouldn't I keep making excuses for why it's, you know, not inhumane, all this other stuff? They did that for a long time, but ain't nobody talking about how that's so obviously wrong. I mean, I mean, nobody's questioning how that's so obviously wrong. Everybody's talking about actually, but nobody's questioning how that's so obviously wrong. But you'll question how obviously wrong it is for Satan and all these different forces to be keeping you away from Christianity and your God. You'll question that. You'll accept the excuses for that because you're willing to. When it comes down to it, if you're not willing to hear those excuses, you're not willing to hear it. You're not willing to hear those excuses for nothing else you want to do in your life. You're not willing to hear those excuses for flexing with money. You're not willing to hear those excuses for going out. You're not willing to hear those excuses for looking the way you want to look and dressing the way you want to dress and going to places you want to go. You're not willing to hear those excuses for that. But you're willing to hear that excuse to keep you from your Bible and keep you from God. When it comes down to it, that's why we really can't blame Satan. I realize a lot of things in this, like, in daily. Another thing I also realize is, like, when it comes down to it, the only, he can't really stop me. He, I give him the power. And even though a lot of times it's unfair how he gets his power because he's sneaky and deceiving, I give him the power all the same. Because once I decide I want to do something and I decide he's not going to stop me from doing it, he's simply not going to stop me from doing it. Period. That's anything in life. Anything. Even the stuff he ain't trying to stop me from doing. 
If I decide I want to do it, I'm going to do it. I make a way, I find a way. And that's anybody. Now, if somebody said, you know, I'm going to stop you from eating and you're starving, you're going to find a way to eat. Somebody said, I'm going to stop you from breathing and you're suffocating. You're going to find a way to breathe. So, nothing should be keeping you from God. Nothing. Because it's way more important than eating or breathing. Why? Because you stop breathing a day where you go for eternity matters. That's why it's way more important. Now, where you go might determine whether you breathe or not anyways. For real, for real. Because I know for a fact people are suffocating in hell. At the bottom of bodies piled and stuffed. And burning and being tortured and tormented daily. Can't even breathe. And yeah, it matters. It matters. It matters more than breathing daily. So. That being said, you know. I mean. It is what it is, but you know, I feel like I talked about light, the lighter, the lighter side of that, because God gonna forgive you for what you've done. You don't have to be so scared, you know. But at the same time, you know, you do need to be aware, because Satan is counting on your ignorance. Trust me, I know. For so long, I praised God, even though I was ignorant. But He ain't do nothing but reveal to me how ignorant I was. And how much Satan was able to accomplish through my ignorance. One thing God made clear. He's going to protect you and he got you anyway. As long as you trust in him. But that don't mean that Satan's not able to still maneuver through from coming on your ignorance. God's going to protect you and he got you. Know that. That's why you don't have to be afraid. But at the same time. Just educating yourself and being able to find out different things and know God's character, what he will and won't do, who he is and who he's not. You're able to avoid different things. You're able to prosper. Satan is counting on your ignorance to keep you from prospering. I, re- I find out there's generational curses on my family. That's the reason why so many different things haven't worked out for me, even despite my abilities, despite my talent, and despite my effort. All that being said, you know... Satan was counting on me staying ignorant about that for the rest of my life. So this generational curse can continue. I'm blessed by God enough for him to have chosen me and decided that I can be, possibly, if I, you know, put in that work and want to be, the person who breaks that. Not only breaking generational curses off my family, but generating generational wealth. Continuing that going forward. So that people after me are on the right path and not on the wrong path. So that my children or somebody else family my ch- somebody else in my family's children, the, the the next generation that's coming up after us, they don't have to grow up like we grow up. They don't have to face the different things we face. They don't have to suffer the way we've suffered our entire life. They don't have to see what we see. They can see something totally different, and everything can be better going forward. That's what I want. That's what I want. I prayed that my whole life. So, given this opportunity, I'm blessed. Because Satan was counting on my ignorance. I I look back and I think about all the time Satan really tried to just lure me. Lure me into other things and, and drive me away from God. 
And so many different times it possibly could have happened if God wasn't there to catch me. He was counting on my ignorance. And now that I know that I have generational curses on my family, I don't want to make excuses for the different things that was going on in my life and the different things that I faced. Because clearly, you know, I have contributed. I have. But knowing this, I know that I don't have to, you know, accept all. I don't have to carry the burden, all of the, you know, stress and all of the, you know, problems and all of the just fault I feel like of everything that was going on I really don't so with that being said I know that you know going forward I can just um I really can just I can I can accept I can accept that moving forward everything is going to be okay and I'm blessed and and just knowing that it's better it's better because I could have never known and I just would have been like I said, ignorant and Satan was counting on that and think about that. Think about moving forward and not being able to teach your kids nothing or show your kids nothing different than what you grew up with. And you just getting worse and worse, not better and better. You're supposed to get better. You're supposed to want better for your descendants, even if you couldn't have it. Imagine me not wanting my kids to have better than me. Like that right there is a generational curse and it's sad. But moving forward, I know that I have the opportunity to break that. And that's more than anything anybody can ask, can ask for. And everything that goes on daily and all these different things that happen daily and all these different things that's going on and, and going on around me, it shows me all of this trying to stop me because of what I'm going to have, because of who I'm going to be. All of these different things placed against me. I could be in this world not caring, thinking so. I'm only I'm only responsible for me. Sure, I don't have no obligation to nobody else. And you know how many times Satan tried to convince me that was the way to be? I would be there right now. And I probably would have everything I feel like I'm supposed to have materialistically. Because he won't mind letting you get all that if you're not focused on this. Like I say, he's counting on your ignorance. How hard is it to go and get some money? Money is just a piece of paper. It's just a form of currency of this world. And yes, it does represent a certain power of this world. Yes, it does. But that's you 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 pretty much deem powerless when it comes down to a really matter. If all your power lying is money, Satan control you. You don't have no power. Now if you got money if you got power spiritually, you give power to the money instead of the other way around. You definitely want to empower your money than your money empowering you. And who empower you? God. Only God can empower you so that you can be able to do that and empower anything you touch. And without money, you're, you're empowered. My whole life I've been poor, but I always felt rich. And God told me I've always been rich. I remember I only have three seconds to my to my name. Three, three, three cents, excuse me, not three seconds, three cents to my name. And I just felt so rich. It was no context, no reason. It was no money coming in. It was really no money, you know, going out. I just felt rich. And I felt like that my whole life and nobody could ever take that away from me. Nobody can ever take that away from me because I am rich. I'm rich spiritually. I realized that. That's why when I walk in the room, everybody noticed me. No matter what room. That's why I can't go anywhere unnoticed, no matter where I'm at. You know, and 
to the extent that different things have been happening lately it's being made obvious it's being it's being confirmed but not that i ever need that because the one thing you won't have to do is believe god when he say something first otherwise you may not ever get that confirmation when you're seeking it when you're seeking that validation from this world you may not ever get it he wants you to believe him when he say something and that's how i know he's been telling me this stuff for a long time and even though i was you know still a little concerned about how a lot of times it just don't feel like it translates in this world it don't feel like other like even if other people see it and know it you know they treat me like they don't and he confirmed it all of it right now that's not you know that was not gonna last forever anyways and he been saying that if they know right now i want you to know that i know you know that they know that I know that you know that they know right now just by the way that they act and how much they try to attack your confidence in things and your spirit and your strength and your power that I've given you. The fact they try to keep you from that, take that away from you and attack you for nothing, seemingly nothing a lot of times, but it's about something and you know it. That right there should tell you they already know. But one day, not, they're not even going to be able to hide it no more. They're not going to be able to pretend like it's about something else. They're not going to be able to get away with knowing that and pretending like they don't. Acting like it's about something else. One day, they're going to have to admit what it's about and admit who you are. And they're going to have to live with that. They don't have no choice. They can't do nothing about that. They can't change what the destiny I got on your life. They can't change nothing. I'm giving you. They can't take nothing away from you. What the Lord giveth the way, no man can take. Excuse me. What the Lord giveth, no man can take from you. No man can give you what the Lord give you. That's what it is. And I, you know, I'm talking about this now, but I didn't realize how serious it was until people realize what I'm getting from God realize even though i ain't even got it yet just the promise of having it and everything around me you know trying to convince me i'm never getting that you will die before you get that but before you die how about you just take what i can give you because i can give you what god giving you when a man show up and want you to choose him over god and try to get you to accept something from him before god give you what he promised you which is way way more because his efforts is to get you to doubt God right before everything is confirmed. Even though everything is already confirmed for them even being there. You weren't here before. But yet still. All that being said, they still here trying to get you to choose them over God. Because they didn't convince themselves by all these different people who selling themselves short. Selling their destinies out for nothing. Because of validation and, and not wanting to do the work and not having courage or bravery. Being able to stand up for what they believe in. All of this stuff that's going on. They didn't convince themselves they greater than God. I could be God. I'm God. I could do God's job. How I'm not God I got people worshiping me like I'm a God. How I'm not God? You ask this person, am I God to you? And this person say, yeah, you God to me. How I'm not God? I'm not God. I got all this. I got all that. I could go and, you know, exert my power over people like I'm God. How I'm not God? Because you just not God. Straight like that. Nothing else to be said. You're not God. And 
you had to know one day it was going to come across, even if you're able to deceive however, however many people you come across and everybody, you had to know it was going to come a day. Somebody was going to come around. You weren't going to be able to get with that. That wasn't going to go for that. You had to know that. So I'm seeing that. I must be that person. And guess what? I ain't even the type to really feel like, yeah, yeah, you know what? I'm, I've been that person. I was supposed to be that person. You know, I'm, you know, I showed up. I'm that person. You know, no, I'm really not even that person. Even though, I guess to a certain extent, I am. But I'm really not. Because when I showed up, that was never my intention. My intention was, I didn't show up like, yeah, I'm ready to, you know, show you who God really is. Even though that's what's in my heart, I'm not going to lie. That's what's in my heart. But it's not even about that. When I show you, when I want to show you who God really is, it's not to tear down your confidence. It's not to take everything away from you. And it's not to destroy whatever you thought you were. When I want to show you who God is, it's because I know you can be doing so much better than what you think you're doing. You really suffer without him. I want you to get what's for you for real. A lot of times people don't want that because they don't, they can't be, they can't be made to feel like they God. You not God. He love you though. But you're not him. So when it come down to it, you know, I see it. I see that, you know, a lot of times God going to raise up the person who is willing to who, who just know who he is. You ain't got to really have nothing much else, you know, and that's not me because I do have a lot going for myself. I'm blessed to be so honored and trained up in him. Really? Of course, I, I got things I got to work on. He working on that right now in my heart. But when it come down to it, I'm who he made me to be. I'm who he made me to be. So are you. But yet still, you know, when it come down to it, you're not going to, you can't ever feel like you was going to be able to rule forever. Sitting in a throne as if you are God. In the Bible, it says, you know, they sit in these thrones and they call themselves God. Satan sits in a throne and pretends as if he is God. But there's only one guy. He don't have to pretend. His throne is not pretend. His position is not pretend. And there's no debate on whether he's God or not. No debate. They can't debate about whether he's God. So they have to debate about whether he's real. He is God. Period. And I'm so grateful for him. And everything just shows me that this is real. This is happening. This is going on. Like every day. I'm getting more and more and more from him. I didn't realize I had so much already. And I don't I don't want to be that person who, you know, think back like, man, I just wish I kind of missed the times when people didn't know. When I was being hidden. When I knew who I was, you knew who I was, and we just had that, you know? It was between me and you. It was between me and God. I kind of miss those days, but I don't want to miss those days because that's being ungrateful. It was a point in time. I did want people to know what God knew about me. I wanted them to see it, but I can't say that that's all the way true because to be quite honest with you, I've always known that people knew who I was. God makes it clear. It's just like I knew who they was. They knew who I was. People know. But it was still a time at one point where I wanted them to acknowledge me as such. 
And I'm so grateful that I got over that. I'm so grateful I grew out of that. I'm so grateful that the Lord showed me the way, guided me, you know, provided. He was a guide and helped me out of that mindset. Because now I see everything that's going on. And I realized it was so important. It was so important. Very, 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 very important to not need that. To not need that validation. Because if I had still needed that, if I still needed it now, if I still need it, ooh, I, you know, I'm, I'm thankful the Lord working on my heart. But if I had still needed that, that probably been the thing that would have took him, taken me out. That alone could have taken me out. That validation needing it. Even though that comes in many different forms. But, like I said, moving forward, it happens when you least expect it. You get, you get everything you deserve when you don't want it no more. You don't need it no more. You got everything you need. And that's what I'm seeing now. I'm seeing that now. And I, I kind of wish it went back to the time where, you know, not when I still wanted it, but the time where, you know, I was just okay. I was like, like not five minutes ago, really. When I was just okay with him knowing, me and him knowing that. Because that was great. I sh- you know, I should have embraced that more. I did, though. That's the great thing about God. He going to make sure you get yours no matter what. So even in this time right now where I'm not embracing all of this right now and God keeps telling me you better embrace it while you have it because later on one day you're going to be looking back and wishing you had embraced it more. And that tells me that he's going to make sure I get a chance to embrace all of this too. Even though right now I just hate it. I really do. I don't like it. I, I don't like, I don't like, you know, them knowing. It's almost like I knew I was hidden and I loved it. Don't tell them who I I am. It's not time yet. Let me embrace and let me savor every last second of being a secret. Because I know how they're going to act. When it come out, everybody going to hate me. They're going to want me out of here. They're going to try to destroy everything that I touch. And right now, I'm able to thrive in peace and in quiet and in silence and in hiding. And they don't have nothing to do with not being brave or courageous. Because... Like, that don't mean I'm not brave and courageous. When it comes down to it, I'm still going to do my job. I'm still going to do what's necessary. I'm still going to be who I am. That's who I am to the core. God has built me up like that. I'm blessed to be built up like that. I'm blessed for him to have given me a power like that. But at the same time, when it comes down to it, like, if you, when you understand that, when you understand the extent how people act, when they don't want to see you have something God got for you because know how Satan acts. Because I cannot blame this on people. He just using you. When you understand the extent Satan will go to and who he can use, who he will be using. When it's time to, you know, when he's getting that opportunity to keep you from what God got for you. You're going to want to stay hidden for as long as possible too. You're going to want to embrace that for as long as possible. Trust me. And I kind of wish I could go back a little bit. I got like two years of complete peace where he couldn't touch nothing. 
He couldn't touch me. Everywhere I went, he was trying to use everybody and everything. And God made me untouchable. He placed me somewhere. He couldn't get to me, period. I kind of miss that, but I'm trying my best not to be ungrateful. Because clearly, if this is what God has deemed okay for my life, this is what God is doing in my life. This is what he's given me. That means that this is something to be grateful for. Gratitude is needed. This is so much more than I ever imagined, like he said. Last year, he said, think of the biggest thing you could possibly ever imagine in your life. And I like science, so I like to be very imaginative. So I'm thinking to myself, you know, a new world. You know, I'm thinking like down to, you know, the most intricate details of the world. Like a re, you know, a re, I don't know what is not reincarnated, but just a rebuilt atom. Rebuilt atom that make up any and every single thing in this world. Atoms make up any and every single last thing in this world. Rebuilt one. Bigger, bigger than anything I could ever think of. And I couldn't think what's bigger than that. What's bigger than a new universe. And God is like bigger than that. So I'm telling you, the way God thinks, his ways are not our ways. And whatever we expect out of this world, whatever we feel like we're getting out of this world, and whatever we feel like is, you know, good enough and great, and you winning, you not. You don't have nothing. You feel like any materialistic or worldly validation or anything controlled here is good enough and greater than what God can offer. Or just, you know, you settling for that. You think that's good? That's cool? You winning? You not. You not winning. And God has shown me that in so many different ways. He's shown me that by giving me different things I thought I was winning with. And he's shown me that by taking them away. I'm telling you, you don't really, you can't do what God can do. No one here can do what God can do. And that's also validated. And that's um, confirmed. When different people who feel like they got here try to show up and get me to acknowledge them as such. The only reason you would need my validation on that. You don't need, you know, uh, nobody else validation on that. The only reason you would need my validation on that is because you know or you realize I recognize who God really is. And it ain't you. And it'll never be you to me. So that's the only reason why. And I feel bad for anybody who has believed you are or recognized you as such up until this point. Because now you're about to get exposed. And I, I pray that God protect their heart so they don't feel dumb. They ain't deserve that. It's not their fault. That you out here pretending to be somebody you can never possibly be. You and Satan. Or that is Satan. So just you. And that's sad. I feel bad. A lot of times I realize that people didn't even realize they were selling out for less than what they deserved. They thought they was getting so much more than what, you know, they could ever possibly imagine getting anywhere else. Didn't know that they wasn't getting nothing. Because they wasn't with God. God's so great. You think you deserve this. And he like, what? That's crumbs. This is what you deserve. And you would have never in your life have figured that out on your own. He's blessing you with information you never would have been able to get otherwise. Meanwhile, Satan is tricking you out of what you really deserve. And you already know about that. I'm telling you, nobody can be God. Nobody can do what he does. That's why he's so amazing.
but I'm blessed. I, I pray that everybody get, is blessed enough to find him and get what he has for them. Because he's so abundant. It's not like he'll ever run out. Okay. So. In this time, like, I just realized so much. Like, for one, when I'm, like, really trying to get something out and I'm really trying to get a word across and I'm really trying to like finish the thought which a lot of times in my head is so more well thought out and just so it sounds so much better it's so many it's so many words that are it sounds so much better in my mind a lot of times the words i use are just so much better i, I know it's because that's god <laughs> Who is talking and then when I say it I can't find the words because it's like from my mind to when I get it out I have to go through I feel like Satan and by the time I get out it's kind of like whoever I can not whoever because never Satan but I don't lie you know of course like a lot of times I do feel like he's influencing things but Like, I'm fighting, and I have to allow God to win more for it to get out right. So, you know, with different things that I say, that's why I pray, like, in my heart. Like, I, I can't, I don't know how to explain it, but in my heart, I really hope that it translates correctly to the per to the person I'm hoping to help and encourage and God has shown me in this time that the different things that I believe are obstacles for me is not an obstacle for him clearly but and I already knew that but just on such a level that I've never understood so when different things in my mind are working out better and I'm figuring things out in my mind that won't translate physically or spiritually or in my heart things are totally different than what they're translating to here one thing god has made very clear is that that's not an obstacle for him and it won't be an obstacle for anybody he allows and not to be an obstacle for and usually that's the right people so like i love god so much i really do i love him so much and he loves us so much. And just being able to better this. Better, like, my whole life, I've struggled with this. Where I remember being a kid, so smart, and loving knowledge, loving to learn, loving to express, you know, myself in the things I've learned and what I know so much wanting to practice wanting to build on that wanting to work on that wanting to find other people like that wanting to collaborate all these other things and like not being able to sometimes like god makes it possible 
So I don't want to blame Satan because, like, when it comes down to it, I do realize I play such a big part in it when I allow certain things. Like, I allow Satan to influence me. He doesn't have any power we don't give him. So that's me. Overall, it's me. Like, it's like receiving stolen property. At the at, at on one end, it wasn't you who took it. It wasn't you didn't do the evil, you didn't do the bad thing. But you received it knowing full well. Better. So you are responsible. So someone could easily say, No, I'm not as bad as a person as that that person or that guy. Because I didn't take it. I didn't do it. I would never do something like that. But you receive the benefits of it or you receive it knowing full well that that's wrong. Notice how when you receive stolen property or if it's a receiving stolen property charge, you're not responsible if you didn't know. But if you know it's stolen, then you're responsible. Like with God, you knew that was wrong. If you don't know, if you're ignorant, you just don't know, you're not responsible. He's going to he's gonna forgive you anyways, but you're just not responsible for that. He's going to hold you responsible for what you knew about. So with Satan, even though I can blame him for so many different things he's done, when it comes down to it, you know, it's me because I know better. You know, when Moses, and I want to talk about this really quick about what I just said about not translating, things not translating how I mean them to, Moses felt like he wasn't a good speaker, and he begged God to choose someone else because he didn't have confidence in himself that, that God had confidence. He didn't have the confidence that God had in him. God chose Aaron, but he still made sure that Moses knew, it's you I choose. He just will speak for you. Moses was such a humble person that he just believed that Aaron was the only person who God could speak through. He couldn't speak through him because he could not. He's not a good speaker. And the whole time it was Moses who everyone looked up to. It was Moses who was chosen. It was Moses who God empowered in that way. And that's how I feel a lot of times when. I know I'm chosen, but I'm still feeling like, but I'm not this and I'm not that. And I haven't done this right. And I've made this mistake and I'm wrong this way and I'm wrong that way. And all these different things, I'm just wrong. I'm not a good example. Don't let them watch me do all these wrong things. And then me end up tripping somebody else up. And then that, that one scripture that just always hangs on my heart, like, uh, to cause one of these children to stumble, it's easier to, to wrap a millstone around your neck. So, like, it's so many different things I think about with that, and it's scary. But I want to talk about that. I want to talk about just, you know, forgiving yourself and having confidence, having the confidence in you that God has in you. Because when it comes down to it, you can really do anything, especially anything that you believe that you can do. And imagine being able to do anything God believes you can do. Because that's so far more than you could probably ever understand. I talked about this in the episode prior to this. But it's so important. Because God. He can do anything. 
And you can do anything through him. But people say, so why doesn't he do anything? I, I, The most common thing I hear people say, if God can really do anything, God is so powerful, God is so mighty, then why does he do this? Why does he do that? Why does he need people to do this? Why does he need people to do that? Why does this have to go this way? Why doesn't he, you know, why are he letting these things happen? And when it come down to it, like, like you, you could pretty much answer that question on your own if it weren't just pertaining to God. And I don't want to say it like that because it's God. It's always a different story. But when it come down to it, okay, you're capable of doing this. So why do you do that? Because you wanted to. You're capable of not making this mistake. So why you keep making it? Because you wanted to. You learned from this last time, so why you keep doing that? Because you did. You did. Of course, it's different with you and him. He's God. He has a reason. He's, he has a perfect reason. And his reason always makes sense. Maybe not to you, but one day maybe you'll see if, he's ble- if he blesses you and allows you to see that. But when it comes down to it, answer that question on your own. You know, I used to say... No, I never said that. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I just didn't. I don't know. I want to say I didn't try God like that. I just love God so much. I would just say to myself, clearly, he's God. He loved me so much. He has a reason why he did that. Even if I can understand it, I don't want to accept it right now. I just love him so much. Like, you know, I'm going to be mad, but I don't want to be mad at him. You know? I'm going to be mad. I'm going to be upset. And maybe I even blame myself before I blame him. But I won't blame him because, you know, I just realized, like, he's God. He knows everything. When you realize God knows everything, then you can't. How you going to argue with him? How can you argue with somebody when you know so little? And I think I can't I don't want to I don't want to judge what's intelligence because I feel like no when you're intelligent you realize that you know there is no such thing as you know I mean it's a such thing as intelligence but calling yourself intelligent is not really a sig- indication that you're intelligent a lot of people are intelligent in different areas like it's so much stuff to know out here you can't say you don't know everything you can never possibly know everything God does so you have all these different people who, who are intelligent in different areas, who know a lot of different things, who know a lot of different stuff. And if you put it all together, it's still not what God knows. And it's so much more to know. So I hope I don't sound simple because, like I said, this stuff makes more sense in my head than it does on the translate outside what I say. But I'm trying to get it to, you know, I'm trying to say it how, how, it's, how I hear it, how it's being translated in my mind. But pretty much what I'm trying to say is how can you argue with someone who knows everything when you know nothing? You don't know a thing. You don't know nothing. Like, okay, what's something I don't know anything about? Um, A lot of things, actually. But I'm going to just talk about... Cause I like to learn about different things, but motorcycle engines. What if I showed up to a motorcycle shop and was like, I'm about to argue with you about all these different components of this motorcycle engine. And I don't know a thing about motorcycle engines. Like what if the motorcycle um, technician was like, okay, so what's this name? What's the name of this? How you fix that? 
can you diagnose what's wrong with this motorcycle right here? Can I argue with him about that? I hope this is not a bad analogy. I know I'll be having bad analogies sometimes. Like I said, it's not translating, but I don't want to keep saying that because that's the devil. What I'm trying to say is you can argue only about what you know. Your logic is limited and it can never, ever compare to God what God knows. And when it comes to God, it's not logic. It's what it is. That's the only way I can really explain he creates logic. He he invented logic. He create he made logic what it is, and your logic could never measure up to what logic could be because he creates what logic could be. Meaning, let's say you're so advanced and you have all this logic. He allowed you to have that. He can give you a whole new logic in the next second about something totally different, and then all the logic you thought you had before it never no longer matters. Our logic is limited and is futile hope i'm using that word right too it's futile so with that being said i I don't like to argue with god i feel like even though this is probably a quality i need to let go of i feel like i look back and i say you know Imagine imagine somebody on the, who know what they're talking about looking back at you after the argument of whatever you didn't know what you was talking about about. You had no clue what you were talking about. Imagine somebody, you know, being able to look back on that and see that. And you would say, well, you know... At the time, I felt like I knew what I was talking about. Of course you did. Why would you argue with somebody when you, you know, you don't know what you're talking about? And that's what it, I don't know how to, I do. Let me stop saying it. What it is, is that's what it's like for God. For God, for you to argue with him about what you think you know and you know nothing, that's a joke. That's a joke. So a lot of times I wanted to argue with God about something and the only time I could ever, you know, really kind of like conjure up enough confidence to even do that because it would have to be confidence alone. You don't know anything. Anytime I could ever conjure up enough confidence to do that, I had to say to myself, well, I'm arguing on the basis of what I know thus far. And I'm not arguing on the basis of me knowing anything better than you. But hoping that you understand or knowing that you understand where I'm at and my thinking and what I understand because you know everything. You know everything. You know what I'm thinking. You know how I understand it. And you know what I'm not understanding. If I'm arguing with you ever, which I'm not. It's about what I do understand and what I need to understand better. So if anything, it's a request, never an argument. It's a request for more information. It's a request for more understanding. Please help me to understand this a little better to what I can understand. Because I understand everything happens at a time and at the right time. So if you can bring me to at least enough of an understanding so that I can be comforted to keep going. Because in reality, I could say, help me to get to this understanding right now. And he couldn't possibly let me know all of that yet. It's not the time for that. You know, I'm going to enter this this stage, you know, maybe in like 20 years. 
hopefully not that long, but maybe in like 20 years. And that's when I'll figure out, you know, the under I'll understand better this. I'll, well, I'll be brought to a better understanding then after I overcome this obstacle that brings me to that better understanding. That's his perfect timing. I can't argue with him about what I don't know. I can't. And I look dumb. I look dumb. And it ain't even about looking dumb. It's just about, it's it's redundant. It's passed away to time. It's just redundant. It's pointless. That's pointless. Like, God love you. So he's going to be patient with you. No question is dumb. But he knows and you don't. And he could tell you, I know you don't know. And if that that wasn't enough for you, because if it was, then, you know, would you even be questioning him? So I understand that I, I lack sometimes with that, but I try my best, like I said, to come to God with a request or just at least not even a request. You can't always be requesting something. But just gratitude if he is able to provide a better understanding at any point so that I can be comforted. Because a lot of times I realize so many times in my life, I felt like I wasn't getting answers to my prayers. And that I can't say is an answer. I don't like to say that because every time I want to say not, uh, not him not giving you an answer is an answer. He's like, no, it's not. No, it's not. It's just not an answer. And that's okay because the fact of the matter is, it's like at I realize later now, and I know that it have so much, so much, so far more to go. But I realize now, like every time he did not answer something, it was because there was a time for that. And I don't even really want to say that. Like it's it's more, it's a little bit more complicated. Like it's not that complicated actually. But when he's not answering, it doesn't mean he's not listening. And a lot of times, maybe you just need to listen to yourself. You know, because I'm realizing that right now. Like, I'm probably going to have to listen to myself because I'm trying my best to get this out. And it feels like I'm stumbling over my words because of the confidence I'm somehow lacking. When I when I like feeling like, do I sound like how, I'm, how I want to sound? Is it translating correctly? And when it comes down to it, it doesn't matter. Because I should have confidence enough in God that whoever this this comes across, who this is supposed to help, you know, they will understand. I don't have to overly explain myself. Just like God doesn't have to overly explain Himself. I'm not God, but like it's it's this this message is going to come back around. You know, God doesn't have to overly explain Himself because He know time will tell and it'll fall. He'll 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 reach the right person. He's going to get through to the right person. Even if he needed to get through to the wrong person, he can do that. He's God, but that's how I'm learning something from this lesson right now. That's how I'm learning something from. Learn something from every moment in life. Everything, every little thing. You read a newspaper and it said it was a coupon or discount on something today. Think about, you know, the intricateness of that. That sounds like that's nothing. That's every day. It's a coupon on a newspaper every day. What's the big deal? You know, just learn something from it. Be optimistic. What's optimistic about a coupon on a newspaper? Okay, let me think of something. When I'm seeing a coupon on a newspaper, I'm thinking maybe somebody, you know, today 
buys this meal every day or thought about buying this meal today and imagine them coming across it and now they're able to save some money it may not mean nothing but later on you know what if that same amount of money they saved was made possible for them to get something else they needed and moving on and going forward and it just made their life easier with the little things and the little things add up and it's a lot of times i'm thinking you know so much more intricately than that but it's just like every little thing every little thing like how i like seeing my name on a piece of paper i love seeing my name on a piece of paper because it made me feel important and when it come down to it you know i am important anyways but why does seeing my name on a piece of paper make me feel important because i realized somebody had to print that and in printing that you know you know i don't know how to explain it but they had to see my name or somewhere my name was important enough to be printed on something i don't know how to explain it right now i don't want to keep saying i don't know how to explain it but it's kind of hard for me to put this into words but the little things it's the little things and what god like same thing but different story because you going to you going to see you know a lot of times the big things that you want you feel like you're not getting and you're feeling let down and it's a bunch of little things adding up to a lot that's keeping you alive every day and that's keeping you going and it's the little things and you don't even realize the little things are a lot i just remember when god i said to god God, why do I feel like things are getting worse, even though I'm trying more and I'm I'm growing more in you? I know it. I can feel it. You're telling me that I am, but things are getting worse. How does that work? That's not fair. And I said, I'm, you know, I almost gave up on God in that moment. I said, I'm giving up on you because it's not like you're helping anyways. Things are getting worse. And God said to me, you don't know what I'm protecting you from. And to me, it felt like nothing. But at the time, I kind of just imagine how to him it felt like the little things were affecting me the most. And of course they were, but I just didn't see them as little things. I saw them as big things. Like my peace, I feel like that's a big thing. But it's such a small thing compared to the overall peace I'll have in life if I continue to choose him and continue to work hard. So... It's so many different things, but it's just frustrating. But I found out that it was so many more things that he was protecting me from. And he only allowed just a little bit of it to reach me. And it was all for a reason, all for his ultimate purpose. But when it comes down to it, those are still little things. The things that I felt were so big. Oh, these are the big things you're protecting me from. And were still little things. Are still little things. To this moment. At this moment. In this moment. Are little things. This is small. It seems so big. It feels so large. And it's just a small thing. And the little things do add up. Just like I said. But. You know. 
when you think about all the little intricate details that takes to make you and that you know keeps that builds you up and has created you this that god has made and created for you to make you be perfect in his image and to create you perfect in his image and to allow you to learn and to grow and to maneuver with your free will and make choices and decisions every single day in this world that's a lot more little things to add up it's a lot more it just is and that's great because the major thing is he made you he made you i get that but like i feel like i'm fighting on this message i really do feel like i'm fighting on this message but ultimately i just want to say that you know with god it's just It's always so worth it. It's always so worth it with God. It's always so worth it. And even through everything I'm going through right now, you know, I'm just so happy. I'm so happy. So much happier than I've ever been. So much happier than I'll ever be. Oh, not ever be, because I'm still growing. But so much happier than I've been all the way up until this point. So... To end this message really quick, cause I feel like I know it's it's a few things in here that 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 got across. I meant I meant them to like I meant them to. But to end this message really quick, I just want to say to anybody, excuse me, who need a little help or want to know a little bit more about God, want to grow and get to know Him better, who want to experience that peace and that love and that happiness and that that fulfillment in your soul and your heart for your purpose and your destiny no matter where you are in life and what you have because i realized like no matter where you are what you have people you like you're still going to long for that if you don't have it and when you have it doesn't matter where you are what you have like it's enough it's more than enough so with that i would just say you know be open be open trust him have faith and I hope it's not the, the regular stuff, but it is. And at the same time, you know, know, know that he, he, you know, he knows. He knows how you feel. He loves you anyways. He knows what you understand and what you don't. He knows the understanding that you have. And still on that understanding and the understanding that you have, he still did what he did. Don't question what he's doing, feeling like. You don't think that he understands where you're at or he doesn't care because he does and he, he's good. And you have to understand, like, imagine somebody being fully qualified and you're just not. And you have to trust what they're doing. You just have to trust what they're doing. Like, you can try your best to learn from them and you have ample opportunity to. You can try your best and have ample opportunity to learn from them. But overall, when it comes down to it, you know, you have to trust that they know what they're doing. Because they, they know what they're doing and you don't. Like, you can't tell somebody how to do their job. You simply can't. But I 
I don't want to go into a whole nother message, but just to sum it up really quickly, God is just, he's, he works in mysterious ways. His ways are not our ways. And, you know, he, he knows all of his children. He'll, he'll maneuver and work with you differently. He works with you how he sees fit and how he, you know, for results. He's not going, he's not, he may not, or he may, you know, it, like he's God. It's always going to be a different story with everybody. But, you know, he knows you and where you're at. So, focus, just trust him, just love him for what he's doing, and, and be grateful. And I know that's easier said than done a lot of days, most days, but it's possible. Know he's there. That's the, that's the I feel like such a big part of the fight is to know he's there fighting for you more than anybody, because... There's so many people out here who can be against you, but it doesn't matter when God is for you. If God be for you, then who can be against you? And if you are an enemy of God, and then in a, if you are a friend of this world, you are an enemy of God. And if you are a friend of God, you're an enemy of this world. So when it comes down to it, you know, you got to trust him anyways, because without him, you're nothing. Without him, you 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 can't survive here. Like it's not gonna work out for you. You don't have. He's not. There's no better option than God. God can put you in positions nobody can take you out of. And he can take you out of positions that nobody can put you in. Nothing or nobody. And I'm sure that's debatable. But when it come down to it, you know. Who gonna debate with God? Who can who can debate with God and who He is? He knows everything. We know nothing. So with that being said, you know, I'm just gonna sum this up. But you have to trust Him. You have to love Him enough to know that He loves you so much more than you can ever understand. And He's doing so much more for you than you can ever do for yourself. Okay, so <laughs> I just want to come on here when I feel like this. I feel like, let me try my best to explain it. I feel like I am winning, but I'm fighting a battle I should be fighting. And I want to believe that Jesus, you know, wants me to not fight this battle. I know that's what he wants. I'm sad. I'm sad because why am I fighting to realize this is as severe as it is when I know it with every every inch of me I know this is very severe so I'm just right now just saying Jesus 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 you're here Jesus I know you're here Jesus I know you love me I love you Jesus I love you so much I do you're here.
I'm sorry. I'm at fault. I'm at. I'm wrong. And thank you for your forgiveness. I love you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Thank you for your forgiveness. I love you. And I just want to say, Jesus, 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 you are here. 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 You are always here. You're always here. You're always here. You're always here. You're always here. You love me. You love us. You love us all. We love you. We love you. And I love you. I'm sorry. When I do things that don't reflect how much I love you. I'm sorry when I make the same mistakes that say I don't love you. But I love you. I love you. I'm sorry. I love you. And thank you. Thank you for loving me. Anyways. Despite my mistakes. He's saying you're free. You're free. You're free. You're free. You are free. You're free. And I love you. He's saying you're free. And I love you. You're free. You're free. You're free. You are free. You're free. You're free. And I love you. You're free. And I love you. You're free. And I love you. You're free. I love you. You're free. I love you. He's saying, I don't have to say you're forgiven. You know you're forgiven. I love you. You're free. You're free. You're free. You're free. You're free. Nothing else. Because I want to say, but Jesus, I don't feel free. Why? Why? Why do I want something more? Jesus is saying, you're free. You have all you have, all you need, all you have. You have everything. You're free. You're free. You're free. You have salvation. You have salvation. You're free. I love you. I love you. I love you. It doesn't matter. Whatever. Whatever else. Whatever else is going on, whatever else you're dealing with, whatever you're struggling with, you are free. You're free in me. You're free through me. You're free because of me. You're free. That's what Jesus is saying, and I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love. Love. Four-letter word, but the highest form of 
the word. I love you. Nobody understands love like Jesus. Jesus understands love. He is love. And he says, I love you. I love you. I love you. I want to say I love you too, Jesus. But something is in my heart. Something is saying to me. If you love me. Show me. If you love me, why won't you do what it means? Why won't you show me? Why won't you do what's necessary? But I know that's not Jesus. Jesus is just saying, I love you. I love you. I'm here. I'm right here. I'm always here. I'm never not here. I'm always here. I love you. I'm around you. I'm surrounding you. I'm protecting you. There is a, a shield, a circular shield. It's a whole circle of protection around you. I love you. They can't touch you. It doesn't matter. They don't matter. None of that matters. I love you. Focus on the love I have for you. That's all. Because. And I want to say this quickly. Because this is not something he wants me to focus on. But because when you focus on these other things. They are not of me. The only thing that is of me. Is the focus on the fact that I love you. And I'm here. And I say, Jesus, 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 Jesus. I love saying your name. I don't want to ever stop saying your name. I could just say that. I would just say that. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, I love you. 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 I love you, Jesus. I love you. Jesus, you are here. Jesus, you are always here. Nothing matters. Nothing matters outside of you, Jesus. You are the way, the truth, and the life. You are everything. You are my everything. I am nothing without you, Jesus. I don't care. I don't care, I don't care, I don't care, I don't care what they say, what they think, what they do. I care about you, you are everything. I am nothing without you. I'm sorry, but I'm sorry for saying I'm sorry.
he loves me despite my mistakes, which are many and great. He is greater than all of them. He is more powerful. He is in control. He loves me.